This podcast was recorded live at Petri Wine Studios in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. It's Will. I'm here with another edition of Panel Riot and um, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what that means. Oh, Lord. Good work, Stan. Happy days. I'm glad that you're having a good time. And you're getting a lot of attention, especially in the media, especially here in Pittsburgh. Uh, A lot of guys fighting over you. A lot of guys fighting over your business and your property. And I don't know what that's about. Are Are you all right with that? I don't know. They want your cup. They want your cup, Stan. They want your cup, Stan. Well, I mean, from what I hear, they're doing real good, and it might you might get to keep it. It might stay here in Pittsburgh. Sports jokes. Folks, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, it got me thinking, where do these guys come from? They are weird, weird characters. So uh, I wanna, I wanna look into their history and check it out. So I did. So I did. I went back um, into my Marvel Unlimited, um, who should be advertising plugging for me, but they're not. And that's, you know, hey, that's fine. You know, I mean, I just, I give you guys a lot of business, and um, you know, I, I talk about you pretty much every week on the show now about how you're such a good, whatever. And um, and I also talk about how DC should have their version of Marvel Unlimited, but they don't have it. Although they are having their own Netflix, I heard something about that, which is, I guess, cool. I guess, cool. I don't know. <laughs> is it just going to be like the cartoons and whatnot? Is it going to include like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies and also the Superman movies? Um, I don't know what that's about, but... Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of free trial or not, whatever, DC. Um, folks, before we... Uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and it's real It's real good. I definitely saw it in the theater. And um, we we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get into that, um, a little official business. I want to welcome uh, a new member of the Sorgatron Media family. Uh, you know them especially if you read comics and live in Pittsburgh and listen to podcasts and, um, and uh, I guess that's it. Um, they're called comic book pit. It is, uh, Dan Greenwald, Scott Hedlund, Jared Catherine, and Sean Atkins. Um, and they talk about comic books, comic book. They're one of the longest, uh, running comic book podcasts, if not the longest running comic book podcast. And, I'm really, really uh, happy that they're going to be part of the Sorgatron Media Network. We're going to have some crossover with them uh, in the near future. As a matter of fact, if you are in the Pittsburgh area, um, 
coming up in just a couple of weekends is uh, Three Rivers Comic Con, and I will be speaking on a panel about podcasting with Mr. Dan Greenwald. He's a delight. And um, yeah, go and check that out. If you're going to Three Rivers Comic Con, take a minute, stop by, say hello. I'm also going to be at the Sorgatron Media Table probably doing a live episode. And if you want to get in on that, well, you should come by and get in on that. Um, Stan will not be present, unfortunately. Um, He has school, I guess. Or whatever. I don't really care what Stan does when he's not here, as long as when he's here, he's doing the thing that I tell him to do. Um, so yeah, go and check them out. Comic Book Pit. They're going to be in the main Sorgatron Media feed, uh, or you can check them out at their own website, cbpit.blogspot.com. That's two p's. Cbpit.blogspot.com. Let's take a quick look and see what happens when you put in one nothing. No one has the CB Pit. Um, website uh, registered or whatever so uh, go and check them out at your earliest convenience I know you love comics and I know you have podcasts and uh, so this is the one for you check them out um, they're a damn good time alright so uh, Guardians of the Galaxy we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy and by we I mean me because I'm hosting the podcast um, so I like I said I went back and I read uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one um, because I wanted to see if the source material was just like the movie. And I got to tell you, it was pretty similar. They did a really good job with this one, folks. Uh, Normally they divert a lot unless you're um, the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. That was pretty spot on. But, um, but, But this one also very, very spot on. So Guardians of the Galaxy number one, a.k.a. Marvel Super Heroes number 18 from 1960-something. Uh, and we, what happens is we start off things hot and heavy uh, with a man with a giant face and the text, a 10th century old man and his fantastic gorilla legion fight to free the planet Earth. Um, I don't know what that is about, but God bless you, Stan Lee in the 60s. No, not not you. No, Stan, not you. No. Yeah, I, I know you were born. You, I know you weren't born in the 60s. Yes, you were like born in the 90s, which is still weird to me. No, yeah, you're one of those awful millennials. Oh. Oh, oh. I'm so, I'm no, I'm sorry, Stan. No. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. No, I hey. I I won't, you know what? I won't use that word anymore. Technically, you know, I am too. I'm right on the cutoff and Yeah, how old do you think I am? Yes, technically I'm Okay. No, we let's we'll just agree. We won't use that word anymore, okay? All right. Folks, that's, I mean, that's that. Stan says millennials is an inappropriate word now. And the fact of the matter is I agree with him. Let's wrap it up. It's a bullshit term. So, and it's really getting offensive. So let's stop using it, okay? Anyway, uh, Giant Face Man. I mentioned Giant Face Man. Apparently his name is Charlie 27, which is the best superhero name I've ever heard. Um, and his stretchy face is because he, quote, space migrated, unquote, from Earth to Jupiter. You know, just like in the movie. He's flying home after a six-month stint in space, and apparently he wants to party. Unfortunately, there's no typical, quote, millman, end quote, party waiting for him. Instead, there ain't shit. He lands his rocket, like flat, he lands this rocket, in a big green field and just starts getting out and yelling around for people because he can't see nothing, hear nothing, or nothing happens. And I don't know what a millman is, but apparently he is one. 
What happens next? Lots of shit. He finds that his planet, remember how it's Jupiter? Remember how he's from Jupiter? I know you remember. It was in all the trailers. Uh, It's been enslaved by green guys. So he punches the green guys and he teleports out of there. And they make a big deal about how the teleporter is like the train. It's like getting on the train. You just kind of run in a thing. But he can't set his destination. Oh, no. And he ends up on Pluto. And he's like, well, maybe there's something going on here. And, of course, Pluto is also deserted. Deserted. And he steals some clothes, and he steals some food, and he wanders around the train station, and good sweet lord, this is a dull comic book. The human thumb desires sustenance. Amazing. I, I'm really, I'm really glad they cut this scene from the movie. Him just wandering around eating stuff. You just, I mean, we can figure it out. He's wearing different clothes. He's got some food, and he's walking out of the quiet abandoned train station. Show us, don't tell us. Good lord. Well done, James Gunn, for cutting that one. Guess what happens next? Well, if you guess that the human thumb fights a flying dog with a rock and Manny Petty, you nailed it, because that's what happens. It doesn't go well, though, and he's saved by Crystal Guy, who, apparently, in a quick bit of exposition, is also just a human who got warped by living on Pluto, because screw aliens, right? Why should there be aliens? He sends living mannequins to do the fighting for them while they flee the planet and go to Earth. And this is just a prime example of uneven distribution of duties. I mean, those mannequins had jobs, like dull jobs, but they had them. Anyway, they head to Earth and they reveal Thumb Man's name and Crystal Guy's name and all in one big exposition-filled page. And it's Martin X, by the way. Martin... X, just like Martin Lawrence, but with crystals and a thumb friend. If if Martin Lawrence had a thumb friend on Martin, I do not remember it. So they get to Earth. Guess what's up on Earth? If you guess the same, it's more of the same. Uh, there's more green guys, and I guess the head green guy, and uh, it's it's a bunch of green guys and dumb people, dumb. I'm sorry, dumb named people yelling at them who is it this time yelling at them it's not thumbman it's not crystal guy it's the thousand year old man mel brooks apparently they took him prisoner and then they probe uh mel's memory uh not knowing they can just order his movies and probably a memoir on amazon they just probe his memory and then there are there is so much backstory like this comic is almost over and this guy is apparently the main character. This is the, the, the centuries-old man that they mentioned in the beginning. And they really treat him like the main character. They give him page after page after page of backstory. And it really just establishes one thing. Guess what? He's a thousand years old, and that's a true fact. Over and over again. He says he is 10 centuries old, which is a real weird way to say I'm a thousand years old. But, I mean, I've never been a thousand years old, so, I mean, who am I to judge? The thing that bothers me is they totally gloss right over Robin Hood Men in Tights. They don't mention it at all, and that is one of my favorite, favorite movies. Anyway, you know who else is there? Yondu. Yondu. 
he does his arrow trick and 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 it's it's just like in the trailers uh unlike the trailers however uh he's naked it's all blue so much all blue and they escape they escape. They run into worse Martin Lawrence and Thumbman, and then they fight, just like in the trailer. Um, and then they team up, also, just like in the trailer. And they fight the green guys off and the planet, and the book ends. But not before Mel Brooks reminds everyone that he is 1,000 years old, or 10 centuries old. Again. Is this a comic book that I would recommend to you? Well, if you're a history buff, yeah. Check it out. It's a weird one, folks. It's real, real strange. Um, if you really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, absolutely check out this book. I mean, the the things that they got right in the movie were things that they got right in the comic. I mean, Charlie 27 looks exactly, exactly like he does on the big screen. And, and so does Martin X, and so does Mel Brooks, and... Um, Yondu, like I said, he's naked, but everything else is just like you saw in the film. It's it's spot on. It's it's really it's really a fun read, and it's 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 great to see that you know this this came out in the '60s. You know this was this comic was in the '60s, and some things. I mean, it's angle lighting, picture panel perfect that they dropped right into this Marvel movie. It's 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 amazing. It's everything that you could want from you know a comic book adaptation like this. If you if you love Thumbman and if you love Crystal Guy and you love Mel Brooks, then go and check it out. Guardians of the Galaxy issue number one, Marvel Superheroes issue number eighteen. It's the same thing. We'll be right back. Podcasts. You like podcasts. How do I know this? How do I know this? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you like that masked magician on that Fox show. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my secrets, man. You're listening to one right now. Mm. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed it. You like podcasts. Well, folks, I got podcasts for you. I got podcasts out the wazoo. Where can you find these podcasts? Where can you find a wazoo full of podcasts? Sorgatron Media. That's right, folks. Sorgatronmedia.com, the producers of the highest quality podcasts anywhere on the internet. Folks, they help bring you Panel Riot each and every week. And that's not all. That's not all. They also bring you such excellent, excellent podcasts as AwesomeCast. AwesomeCast Tech Talk, talking about news, talking about information. Awesome Chat where we interview those who talk about tech and news and all of that stuff. You've got the Indie Mayhem Show, the Midweek War, the Raw Wrap-Up, and folks, the one that started it all, the Wrestling Mayhem Show. If you like wrestling of any shape, size, form, function, whatever, if, if, if it's got wrestling in the name, they are talking about it. And they are probably talking about it as soon as it happens. Go and check them out. Head on over to sorgatronmedia.com and just just enjoy. Just put on your headphones and then lay down and uh, take a couple relax pills and just just have a good old time. Just have a good old listen time. Sorgatron Media, 
Facebook.com. And we're back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to our very sweet and kind sponsor, whoever it was. Go and check them out at whatever it is at whatever.com. Um, it's, it's a real good time, and you're going to have a real good time doing it. We're folks, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Everybody did, and now we're talking about it, and we're talking about it in comic book form. You want to go back, you want to see you know, the origins of these Guardians, and, uh, and that's exactly what we're doing. So what we're doing is we're going to read Guardians of the Galaxy, issue number one. This is from 2013, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Steve McNiven, and it's real pretty. It's a real, uh, real lovely comic to book that we have here. Um, and, you know, you've got all your classic characters, just like in the movie. You know, I mean, this is no spoilers. It was all in the trailer. You've got uh, Peter Quill, Gamora. Um, you've got Drax uh, and Groot looking all good with his, with his um, light up wood. And uh, Rocket's there. And, of course, Iron Man, uh, just like in the movie that you saw this weekend, just like everybody else. So we open on uh, some random gross spaceport. It's like Moss Eisley, but bigger. Um, think that one, was it Purgatory or whatever it was from Mass Effect? Very similar to that, except on a filthier planet. And Peter Quill is trying to burn. He's trying to put his burn in a lady's burn. And um, then some space guards come. Uh, and... He says, you should get out of here. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he knows what's about to happen, and it's his dad. It's his dad, Jason of Spartax, or Jason, or whatever. King of Spartax, everybody knows. It's just like in the movie that you saw this weekend. Um, His dad sits down to him, and they have, you know, a dad-son conversation, basically. And what it all amounts to is that um, there was a council of scary-looking dudes... Okay, um, big head, bug guy, worse bug guy, um, Yondu but not, and Jason of Spartax, um, and basically they all decided that uh, there's crazy stuff going on on Earth, right? Like it's bonkers. There's all these artifacts and you know, just all kinds of elements of power and all this crazy stuff's happened. 2013 was a crazy time for Earth um, in the Marvel Universe as if there are calm years. And uh, basically they say no one's allowed to go to Earth anymore. And he's saying, and he's saying don't go to Earth because you're my son. And Peter Quill's like, well, you're not my real dad. Even though he is. He is actually his real dad. And um, he says, go Cruttack yourself. So, I, I, I'm sorry. We're we're breaking our language laws just this once, okay? Um, and then Gamora starts fighting off these guards. You know, fighting off these guards, right? And um, Peter tells his dad to to go himself one more time. Then he walks off, and then we cut to Iron Man. And this is one of those examples of they just plucked it right from the comic and put it right in the movie. They did it with Civil War, and they're doing it here. You've got Iron Man and his um, Suedo-Asian red and yellow armor, and he looks a lot like Sunfire, but definitely in armor, just flying in front of the moon. It's a gorgeous shot. It was a gorgeous shot in the movie. And uh, and then suddenly there's a, a giant 
ship, a giant ship shows up. And who's in that giant ship? Well, here's the thing. It's that it's a, it's them green guys. It them green guys is back. <laughs> and uh they start attacking him. And he does poorly on fighting them back. And then he says uh, in the title font, oh, wait, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then you've it's a big old splash page, again, just like in the film, and it's beautiful. It's really well done. Gamora and Peter Quill and Drax and Rocket Raccoon and Groot. And, um, you know, they're all there to help. And then there's some fun back-and-forth conversation. And the green guys are angry and upset. And then Groot punches through a window. And then lots, lots of green guys get murdered. Like, they cut, they, like, Gamora cuts a guy's head off. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's violent. Like, they just kill a whole bunch of people again. Again. I mean, yeah, they're bad guys. And they're green, but that doesn't make them less guys. Now they're dead. And they self-destruct their ship, which is, I mean, really, that's on them, right? So they get back to the ship, and Groot got blowed up. And Gamora is fighting, and Drax wants to go, and Rocket goes and saves a little Groot twig... And then, surprise, surprise, green guys are going after Earth. They were like, you can't go on Earth. And then green guys go after Earth. Rocket saves a piece of um, Groot, and Iron Man dies, and then a city gets attacked, and that's the end of the issue. Folks, again, I am just... It's incredible to me that they blended all this so seamlessly. I mean, it's a tough, tough book to make into a movie. You know, space is a hard sell, and but they sold it. They absolutely nailed it. the The scene where you know Groot is you know blown up and gets a little twig, and so he comes back as presumably baby Groot. This is only the first issue. And, you know, the city gets attacked and, and Iron Man just dies on a panel, like really small up in the corner and they don't even mention it. I mean, it's really, it's really just spot on. So would I recommend this comic? Absolutely. If you were a fan of the movie and you enjoyed it and you want to, you want to see the inspiration and where they lifted a lot of that stuff from, this is the book for you go and check it out guardians of the galaxy number one aka guardians of the galaxy number one we'll be right back hey everybody's will here and i want to just real quick real quick give you a plug for empathydrive.com it's a fantastic wonderful interesting beautiful web comic that is done by friend of the show zeke you know him you love him um he uh, he is the former proprietor of um, Soulsworn, and you loved Soulsworn, so you're gonna love Empathy Drive. EmpathyDrive.com um, is about space, and it's about uh, technology that was uh, discovered by humans that literally changed absolutely everything. Go and check it out at EmpathyDrive.com. He does the art. Uh, we co-write. 
the comic and uh, and it's a real good time. I really, really, I mean, you think, oh, it's a commercial. He's just saying, I'm not just saying this. It's real, real good. It's a kind of thing that even though I'm co-writing on it, I still will go back and read the comic itself and read through the archives multiple times because it is damn entertaining. Go and check it out right now. EmpathyDrive.com and uh, I'll just say that again. EmpathyDrive.com. Thanks. Alright folks, we're in the home stretch. This is the third segment traditionally known as the spoiler segment. So if you do not want Guardians of the Galaxy spoiled for you, avoid this segment at all costs. You have been properly warned. Also check out our um, advertiser. They love you and I love you. Um, Folks, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy in the theater and I wanted to see where it came from. So read Guardians of the Galaxy issue number one. Written by Brian Michael Bendis, drawn uh, by Valerio Schiti, so sorry, um, and color by Richard Eisenhoff, and also sorry, probably screwed that one up. And uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about this, um, and I gotta tell you, right on the cover, it's you know your classic Guardians of the Galaxy team. They are all there. You've got. Um, you've got Groot looming real big in the background. You got Rocket Raccoon right in the front, pointing at something. You've got the Thing there, and he's in his spacesuit, looking surprised. You've got Drax looking all beefy. Uh, Venom is there, and he's you know all uh, muscular and ready to go. And of course, um, you've got Star Lord, aka Kitty Pride. Now um, we start not with the Guardians, but in the negative zone in the negative zone and who do we have there we've got uh bug guy and we've got worse bug guy uh, that's right annihilus and they're gonna they talk about how they're gonna take over the universe because someone's got to and let's get that villain stuff out of the way right away um and then we cut to benjamin Grimm, the thing and he's flying around with a little rocket pack on his hand which technically would actually work. And um, he's talking about how he trained his whole life for this. Because if you remember correctly, he was an astronaut in the beginning. That was the point. He wasn't just some dope. You know, not everything is because Reed Richards says it is. Okay? Not everything is because Reed Richards gets a wild hair up his ass and decides to go to space. Ben Grimm has dreams too. So they kill Chitari. It's a space battle. And they're he's fighting that big worm from the movie. And um and then he's like, Oh no, what took you so long? And who is it? It's Guardians of the Galaxy. You know their classic theme song. And you get a nice big splash page with, you know, it's it's the classic team, like I said, right uh, right in the beginning. So we got Groot and Thing and uh Drax and Venom and Rocket Raccoon and Star Lord aka Kitty Prod. And um they fight off the big Jatari worm and then they fight off uh, the rest of the Chitari. Smash cut two. Spartax. Planet Spartax. 
and uh, and there's there's uh, our good old buddy Jason Quill, and he's at a conference and he's not paying attention to anyone at the conference, and it's awkward. And then we go back to the ship, right? And they're all sitting around, you know, your classic guardians, and um, uh, they're yelling about something that's probably a bomb. And then they have a vague conversation with Kitty and Rocket and, you know, humor. And it's the 80s. And then you've got Smash Cut back to Planet Spartax and Peter Quill's uh, sleeping with what is a very nice lady. A very nice lady. Perfectly nice. But she just happens to look like She's not. She looks like she's an alien. She's got a big, long, pink neck. And, like, big, long hands and stuff and tentacles. She has a lovely tiara. And the fact of the matter is, she's very nice. And Peter is disgusted. And, frankly, I think that is close-minded. It's not, uh, it's not great. So what happens? The Guardians of the Galaxy show up and they land in the courtyard where Peter's hanging out with Pink Lady and he says, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy and my fiance. And now the panel that comes before that is Rocket and Kitty. So like, I, it's a Schrodinger's cat situation now, right? Because I'm going to turn the page and I'm going to find out which one he's engaged to. And I kind of don't want to do that. I kind of want to wait. Because right now, in this universe, possibility is infinite. You're sharing this this between space with me, this inside the box of Schrodinger's cat. Like, there's a universe where Peter's engaged to Rocket Raccoon, and there's a universe where he's engaged to Kitty Pride. And until I turn the page, we're not going to know what... Oh, he's engaged to Kitty. Well... That's kind of disappointing. Um, all right, well, something blows up. Something falls out of the sky, and it's Gamora. Gamora's gotten all beat up because you're wondering, you know, where's where's Gamora? There she is, and I think this is actually after there was some mirror or something, and she got, like, caught phenomenal cosmic powers without the itty-bitty living space, right? Um, but something beat her up real good, and it turns out it's Hala. Hala, Hala. I don't know who that is, but uh, that was fun. A little 90s reference, am I right? Uh, and uh, splash page, got to be somebody important. She gets a whole splash page, and that's it. That's the end of the uh, issue. So I don't know what that's about. Um, but, I mean... It was just like the movie. It was was spot on to the movie. I mean, all the way down to the kind of boots they have Venom wearing. I mean, just so accurate. They did it. They did a great job. It was really cool to see um, see Kitty Pride in you know in, in a proper Marvel movie, and you know Ellen Page is always great. Is Kitty Pride, and um, 
you know, it's it was, it's really good, and it's a real pretty book, you know, real, I mean, excellent art and coloring and lettering and everything like that. I mean, it's a total package. It really is a total package. Would I recommend it to you as a comic book? Well, yes, I would, especially if you saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 this weekend and you want to see where the inspiration came from. This is a book for you. Check it out at your earliest convenience. Guardians of the Galaxy, number one, um, 2015. Yeah, 2015. Folks, that's pretty much it. Oh, I guess I should do a review of the actual movie. I should talk a little bit about the movie itself. Um, It was real good. I liked... um, I like the part where Snake Pliskin showed up and there was trouble in um, Chinatown. And then um, Goldie Hawn uh, fell fell off that boat and um, and they had to fast in the furious. Folks, uh, that's it real quick. Um, Before we close the book on another episode, I have a few things that I want to share with you. Um, Once again, I really encourage you to check out Comic Book Pit at the aforementioned Comic Book Pit, the newest member of the Sorgatron Media family. They have something for uh, new readers and longtime comic book fans alike. They cover comic-related news across all media types, movies, television, insider industry news, reviews of weekly comic books. It's a great show. Go and check them out if you love comics, and I have a hunch that you do. Um, Again, I'm going to be at Three Rivers Comic Con in two, not this weekend, but next weekend. That is uh, May 20th. I'm going to be speaking on a comics podcasting panel on May 20th with Dan Greenwald of Comic Book Pit. Go and check it out. Shake my hand. I'm going to be at the Sorgatron Media Table probably all day long. And um, yeah, probably recording. So come hop on an episode. Say hello. Thank you so much for listening to Panel Riot. Um, if would you like more Panel Riot, more is available. You can find us at our beautiful base of operations, panelriot.com. From there, you can do all manner of things, including donating to the cause. You can become a Patreon supporter of Panel Riot. You will have my undying gratitude as well as a few Patreon exclusives. Um, Lately, I've been doing Batman reading... Uh, reading comments on wholesome recipes. So there's going to be more of that. So if you become a Patreon supporter and want to see, the, want to hear the old ones, I think they're up for listening. If not, let me know and I'll send them to you. Um, and there's going to be more in the future. There's going to be one going up with this very episode. So go and check it out if you are a supporter. Um, to that end, our sincere thanks to... Uh, Ed Burke at Ed Burke 37, Ellen Sergey at Coyotitude, Meredith Staten at Mayor Bear Doodles, the great Sorgatron at Sorgatron, and a special shout out to our intern Stan fan level patrons, producer TJ at T E E S Q U A R 3, and producer Corey at CJ McThunder. On a scale of 1 to 10, they are the best. The best. 
You can find us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. And you can also follow Internet Sensation and Panel Riot Intern Stan at Intern Stan. You can also follow our wonderful sponsor, the Petri Wine family at Petri Wine. Finally, Watson, and I mean it this time, has his own Twitter page. Watson, what's your Twitter? What is that hanging out of your mouth? You're just shredding a you're just shredding a napkin. You're just shredding a napkin. I give you food. What is wrong? Oh, now he's rubbing his face on it. Oh, okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'll give you I'll give you belly rubs, okay? I'm almost done. Okay. Our show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold including iTunes and if you do listen on iTunes, please rate and review the show. It's a big one. If you can, if you you can't give us any money on the show, that's fine. I'm just happy that you're listening, but it doesn't take any money, just a little bit of your time to rate and review the show on iTunes. Um, it really, really helps us get out there. Um, if you want, you can head over to panelriot.com, click the link that says most recent episode. It does exactly what it says it do. Uh, finally, we're on Google Play Music, so go get. I want to know what you think of the show. Email us, panelriot at gmail.com. Tell me what you're reading, what you like, what you don't like, who your favorite thumb man-based character was from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I've already said too much. Thanks for listening, True Believers. And remember, we're all in this together. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine.